0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Global. This is where we connect with global-first entrepreneurs and remote work experts from all around the world to share their experiences. Our guest today is Jacqueline Basulta, Founder and CEO at CEDAX. Uh Jacqueline, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you, I'm excited to be here and talk about something we're really passionate about, which is global talent.
0: Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so Jacqueline, uh, your achievements are truly remarkable making it to the forbes 30 under 30 list and leading cdax to become this number one woman-owned digital agency in the us so with that in mind can you briefly introduce yourself um to our listeners and maybe take us on this quick tour of your journey to where you are now
1: sure thank you so much that means a lot Uh, Definitely couldn't have done it without my team, so I'm excited to talk about them. Um, I'm Jacqueline. I'm originally from New York City. I grew up in a Hispanic, Latin American family, and um, I went to Columbia University. I very kind of randomly found entrepreneurship. I didn't feel like I had a home in the corporate world. I'm very creative. I like kind of being challenged. I think to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a little crazy. So <laughs> um, I wanted that, you know, I wanted more um, from a really young age. So I had a an internship at Google the summer before my senior year of college, and I was exposed to digital marketing. It was the first time that I had ever really understood what it was. Um, and it kind of just opened my eyes to understand how many people needed support in this area and how few, uh, great partners there were for small and mid-sized businesses. Um, so I started doing some freelance work on my own during senior year. Um, I had also started a tutoring company with my partner, Justin at the time. Um, and then Cdex just grew out of, me getting more clients, Justin then joining me, us hiring um, talent first in Ukraine actually um, then in Latin America, then US and beyond but uh, it just kind of grew organically out of this need in the market and um, today we're you know we're a, a globally recognized firm and um, we just kind of keep keep climbing the ranks I think through through hard work and through giving people, you know, good value, essentially.
0: And uh, like like you mentioned, currently CDAX is a globally recognized firm, right? So can you maybe share with us how your company has managed to stand out in this digital marketing industry and achieve this impressive recognition?
1: Yes, sure. I think that... Part of what makes us great is, or the, the thing that makes us great is our culture. And part of that is how we've hired. Um, we hire the best talent, people who are absolutely dedicated to their work, um, who can work remotely. And I think in, in order to be successful in a remote position, you really have to be a great communicator You have to be a great self-manager. You have to be independent, et cetera. So we have this great DNA in our team where we really go above and beyond what everyone else is doing. I think um, we also have a really great spirit of growth in our company. So essentially what we've done for the past seven years is every year improve, right? And I think the whole team feels the growth. They're excited by it. We continue to get better at what we're doing. We continue to hire new talent that's excited to be in that environment. And I think that our our clients feel that and they see it in their results. Um, And it really sets us apart from the kind of more stagnant companies that were started by individuals who maybe had a more traditional path. Um, and so I, I think that's, that kind of ingenuity is just part of our, uh, culture. And then the other thing is that we've built the company in a way that, uh, made it hard to, to start and scale, but, um, we truly cover all aspects of digital marketing. So we're, we're omni-channel and, um, we have specialists in every area. So email marketing, design development, SEO, et cetera, et cetera. And um, that really allows people to get a full wraparound service that is end-to-end in terms of the customer's experience. And um, not many of our competitors offer that. And if they do, they don't offer it at uh, a price that is is worthwhile or feasible to, to people. So um, that was a lot, but I think those are two of our big Kind of standout factors.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and l- let's talk a bit about your services that you provide. So, Speedax uh, specializes in helping organizations align with their marketing and growth goals across digital and traditional marketing channels. As far as I mm-hmm. understood, right? So, was was this current economic downturn and where companies facing layoffs, this cost cutting, cost cutting. Uh, uh, measures you know what what strategies or maybe advice can you can you offer to entrepreneurs who are looking to drive growth in this in this market
1: sure. I think that's a that's a great question and thankfully knock on wood, we haven't been affected or impacted by the market downturn and I think that's because our strategy or our goal when we take on clients is always to make sure that we're aligning very closely with their business fundamentals, and we're making ourselves essentially indispensable. So um, at the end of the day, typically, we're one of the last things our clients would cut because we're so tied to revenue, we're so tied to key business outcomes, that uh, it would hurt more than help to to get rid of us. So uh, if you can do that with your business, if you're in the B2B market, I think that's the, that's the thing to do um, because not only does it make you indispensable, but um, it's really easy to show your value to your partners as well. Uh, and that's, that's what we do and why we don't call ourselves necessarily a marketing company because we go beyond just the creative impressions, et cetera. And we're really talking about um, revenue markers and other really key things that uh, businesses
0: can't do without yeah that's that's a very cool strategy um okay so let's 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 talk about your team like you mentioned um sure. you have team like in different countries uh, as far as in, that's uh the u s ukraine argentina colombia kenya Pakistan, and I yeah. guess a couple more yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so My first question in terms of your team would be, uh, what made you want to create such a spread out team in the first place?
1: Yeah, I'd love to say that it was a master plan, but it really wasn't. It came from necessity. Uh, I started SeedX when I was 22. I had no money. Um, I don't come from a wealthy family or anything like that. So uh, really, I was getting work And part of whatever that project was, if I couldn't do it, I was doing everything at first. So I was doing like website design and development, which I should not be doing um, now that I know how people actually do it well. Um, And so it just kind of came out of me having a tight budget, needing to find people who were great at what they do around the world. And um, that led me to Upwork, of course. And uh, to finding our first key team members. Um, So that's how it started. And then as we evolved and we started to produce more revenue and things like that, it's more of a choice because we love having a diverse team. And because we're genuinely looking for the best talent at the best price anywhere in the world because we can. Um, So yeah, it started out as a necessity. And then it turned into, I think, um, it turned into an advantage. And uh, it kind of feels like it was this was before COVID as well before I think it mm-hmm. was more popular to be remote. So it kind of felt like we were on to something new. And it used to be it, it was a little bit more strange back then than it is now. I think now it's kind of more accepted and normalized
0: And when you're hiring, at this point, when you're hiring from all over the world, what is your your game plan? Uh, How do you pick a country to hire from, for example? Do you have any checklists or, you know, anything like that?
1: No, my partner, Justin, and I honestly just interviewed and worked with, I mean, at this point, thousands of people, (laughs) hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of people. And um, we just... You know, the people that we resonated with the most culturally, work-wise, those are the individuals that we've kept working with. So we don't necessarily have a specific country in mind like Mexico or Kenya or whatever when, when we're hiring someone. I think um, one caveat caveat is that there are some great pockets of specific talent around the world. So for example, as you probably know, there are incredible designers in Ukraine. For some reason, like UX, UI is, has blown up in Ukraine. So most of our design team uh, is Ukrainian. Um, but that, that isn't even necessarily, uh, you know, something that we architecture. It just kind of happens. And it does, you know, then there are some benefits to them all sharing a similar culture, similar time zone, et cetera. But uh, ultimately, we're just looking for the best talent, the best communication, and uh, it doesn't necessarily matter where where they are.
0: And from from the uh, technical point of view, how, how does it work? You just you have some remote job boards that you use, you know, to find talent, or you have some uh, recruiters uh, that that you know help you with that. Can you talk more about it?
1: Sure. So most of our team that we found outside of the US, we found on Upwork through just searching for designers on online, talking with people. Then typically we hire them uh, as a, on a contract basis to do a project for us, like an internal project. We build rapport and then we hire them full time. So that's how we've managed that. Um, Within U.S. hiring, we usually use typical job boards like LinkedIn mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but that's 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 how we've handled that Got so it. far. Really, just acting with people and then transitioning them into full-time
0: roles. Got it. And how do you how do you handle um, like uh, local rules and regulations in terms of employment? Do you use uh, an employer of record company like Deal Oyster, or you have some our approach to this?
1: Yeah, uh, we at first we had a lot of people um, just going through Upwork, even though they were full time, we were paying them through Upwork. Then we've kind of transitioned to we've transitioned to a bunch of different programs, and now we've we're using Rippling, which kind of um, brings everything together and has made life easier. Uh, <laughs> But it's definitely an interesting experience just kind of making sure everything um, aligns and that people get paid on time, et cetera.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. So um, having this team in, in different parts of the world, right? What was your biggest challenge in working with people from different countries, continents, cultures, and so on? Can you talk more about it?
1: Sure. I think, um, of course, time is somewhat of a challenge. I think we have a really great handle on it now, though. We mostly work in overlapping time zones, so central time, U.S. time. Um, And then our team is really great at setting up tasks for people who are ahead. So in Pakistan or Ukraine, so that in the morning, their time, if they're working, they have everything they need to do. So we've become really great at asynchronous work and communication. That was a challenge at first. Uh, I think beyond that, it's always funny and it used to be more challenging. I think, again, we've kind of evolved to understand and incorporate this more. But it's always funny just kind of seeing cultural differences and norms in action, especially when it comes to communication and things like that like we have our team members from Latin America who are super loud and gregarious. And then our team members in Ukraine, they can come off as a little bit more reserved and they, they're very direct, right? So one, one example is in the United States, if we're giving someone feedback, we make like a sandwich of apology. The, the thing that you want to say and then an apology. So we'll say, oh, this is great, but I'm not sure about that thing. And, then, and you know, Ukrainian culture is much more direct. So our design team will say, why don't you just tell me I don't like it, redo it. I'm really confused because you say this is great. (laughs) So I think that that part is challenging somewhat, but more so just funny. Um, And then, of course, the last thing is, it, it is difficult to bring people together. I don't think that you need to work together every day. Uh, but it's nice when we can bring the whole team together just to have human bonding time. And of course, that's a little bit more challenging when people are all around the world. They have families. They can't just pick up and leave. Um, though we try, that's, that's probably the most difficult thing
0: got it got it okay so and and maybe you have some advice for those um founders for those executives who are who are new to global hiring right and maybe you can give them like a three key pieces of advice you know that that you that might help them in in terms of this this journey
1: yeah i think the first thing which kind of relates to the challenges i was talking about is to over communicate right so so many things can get lost in translation and i think it's important especially when you're talking to someone over the phone or zoom or text message email slack etc to say what you mean directly set really great expectations because there's just more of a chance of failure if you're not if you're not doing that and i think that's why a lot of people think remote work doesn't work because they're not communicating well enough um the second thing i think is to kind of get rid of this idea that you're hiring globally in the first place i think that um everyone is just a person right and people just live in different places but we all have the same kind of the same level of knowledge exists in different countries, the same level of humanity, people are worried about their families, people have the same concerns and thoughts and feelings and skill levels. And um, that's almost a reason I don't even necessarily talk about the fact that our team is global too much, because uh, I don't consider them like different from if I had a team of all American people. So that's a second thing. And then I think the third hmm, communication is so important. I think the third as a leader, I think it's even more important if you're hiring remotely to have a really strong understanding of, um, of what your team is doing. So I think a lot of times I'm just trying to think of situations where remote work fails And I think a lot of times if you're hiring someone for something that you have no clue about, like development, for example, um, you may not be able to fully understand. Of course, this happens in person as well. But um, I think it's important to be educated about what you're hiring for, no matter what, but especially in a remote environment, especially when there are cultural communication barriers that might come up uh, I just think that all leaders who are hiring for a position should know enough about that position to be hiring for it um, yes
0: yeah that's 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 great uh thank you thank you for 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 that for, for for that advice um and so probably my last question i know that you you you're you're you have this global first company not only from the uh, team perspective but also from the client's perspective right so you work with different yes. companies including fortune 500 companies so with that could you could you share some insights on how how on how you approach expanding your services globally you know can you talk a bit more about it
1: sure um i think that it's i wouldn't say it's easy but uh we're kind of predisposed to being able to take on global thinking, global problems, because that's the way that our team kind of is. We come to things expecting that there are differences in communication, expecting that there are differences in culture. And so if we're taking on a project, even if it's within the United States, the United States is an amalgamation of different types of culture, like New York City is very different from Kansas, which is very different from Hawaii, et cetera. Um, so I think that our sensitivity to audiences is is important, and it's just kind of part of how we're used to communicating to each other every day anyway. Um, I think that's really the biggest thing. I think that you would really struggle to do a marketing campaign if you couldn't put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're marketing to right so um that's real that's really all i can think
0: of okay good good um so i i guess i guess we're good uh so thanks a lot for sharing your insights on uh global business expansion or international hiring on this challenges obstacles of hiring globally so Yeah, we wish you and and your company all the best in your journey. Uh, Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it very much.
1: Thank you. That was a fun conversation. I, I appreciate it as well.
0: Yeah, see you.